What's up, everyone? Happy New Year to all of you. Welcome to the Kiva Posi podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 26. I hope the new year is treating you well. There are still lots of people struggling, and I just hope that you're doing okay. This week's guest is Band of Silver, a pop rock trio out of Nashville, Tennessee. Band of Silver is composed of siblings Avery, Alex, and Evan. Avery sings, Alex plays guitar, and Evan plays drums. In this conversation, we talked about their new EP, how they started playing music at a young age, their dream show, and more. Here's my conversation with Band of Silver on the Keep It Posy podcast. Okay, I think we're good now. Okay, cool. Okay, so how are you guys? Good. Cool. Um, so I heard about you guys just last week after Haley reached out to me, and I'm like, dude, what is this? Like, because I just felt like you guys, like, if you throw like some guitar riffs from like Def Leppard, and you throw a little bit of Panic, and like. 80s pop in there that's you guys like you get your band you get your sound so i don't know if that's accurate no i think it's it's pretty accurate we kind of describe ourselves as like an 80s influenced pop band like kind of a modern twist and like 80s rock and stuff like that but with more simply i guess so i guess i'll get started with um with the band and what you guys have been working on first of all i have to ask how old are you guys um, Evan is 18. Alex wait, is Evan's 17. I'm almost 18. He's going to be 18 uh, December 31st. Well, December 30th. I'm going to be 20 tomorrow. And I'm 22. Yeah. Oh, wow. Happy early birthday to you. <laughs> well, to the both of you guys, because you, I mean, you have another birthday coming up in December. Yeah. Yep. Um, wow, that's awesome. So that tells me I, you guys started playing music at a young age. Oh, yeah. 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 Alex started playing when he was, I think, like six. And then Evan played keyboard earlier, but then he started drums when you were like, what, nine? Yeah, nine or something around there. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. And that's that's really cool. So if you guys don't mind talking to me about your EP, which by the time this interview goes out into the world, it would already be out. So you guys worked on a five-song EP titled Always. And my understanding is that you guys talk about things such as heartbreak, but at the same time you offer hope in your music. So how is it that you came about figuring out this is what this EP will be about? Um, It was basically just kind of the emotions that I was feeling at the time that we wrote it. So four of the five songs off of there are from October of 2019, which seems crazy. That was like a year ago. But um, at the time, I was kind of going through like a lot of changes. We had um, lost some of our band members. They were going off to college. And then we had switched our like management and stuff like that. And so it was just like this kind of time of like turbulence. And I wasn't sure where things were going. I had my first boyfriend, but he was going off to college. And so it was like this long distance thing. 
And so there was just like a lot of uncertainty there, but I was still hopeful for the future and I wanted to kind of portray that in the song. So stuff like Hello Sunshine and Starry Eye definitely hit at those. And then Closure is the one that's kind of about more like the heartbreak type of stuff, but still positive because I was hoping, I was just looking forward to getting back with him um, when he came back home and stuff like that. So, um, and then always the title track really kind of ties everything together. And that one, that's the only one that I did it right in October of 2019. We wrote that back in 2017. And that was inspired by the charity Always Keep Fighting, which is about fighting depression. And so I really wanted to tackle that because a lot of people in my peer group are struggling with that. And I really wanted to just do a hopeful take on it. Like, you can get better. There is hope. You just got to keep fighting for it. That's awesome. And that's, uh, I don't know if I'm wrong, but is this the first EP you're putting out? Yeah. So you guys kind of started talking a little bit about it early on, but something I like to ask everybody, whether they play music or not, is how did you get into music and what was int your introduction to it? Um, well, like, my, uh, mom started taking, like, guitar lessons, uh, like, a long time ago, like, when I was six, and, um, she was just sort of just like, well, do you want to take lessons as well? And I'm like, sure, and I just tried it, and it's pretty neat. Um, I, w I was lazy back then. Like, I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I, you can imagine I had just about as much motivation as a six-year-old would have, but then I turned 12. And um, I got in, it wasn't Minnesota, but I got in like the first band was in Edmonton actually. And, um, and we were, like that was kind of at the point where I was just like, dang, playing like in a band is so much cooler than like playing by yourself. And then I got into music when I was in eighth grade. Like I, I was so non-musical. I didn't even like listen to music or anything. And then my first kind of introduction to really enjoying and appreciating music was I went on this trip that my school was doing um, up to like Cedar Point in Ohio, which is a theme park, but it was an eight hour bus ride. So my dad downloaded like this list of like close to a hundred songs that was just mainly like 80s rock kind of stuff that he listened to a lot when he was growing up and said, here, this is for you to go on this trip up there. And I just listened to that and I really enjoyed it. I remember like living on a prayer by Bon Jovi and like tub thumping and stuff like that. And so that's why I started appreciating music. And then I didn't start actually playing or singing until I was, uh, I think, 15 or 16. My junior year of high school, I decided to do online courses and start college early, basically. Um, I, I didn't want the workload from high school anymore. <laughs> and they had been homeschooled all, all their lives. And so when I did that, I was like, I have more free time and I can actually try to sing and try to join them in doing stuff because they had started doing their own songwriting at the time. And they were really good at coming up with like the instrumentals, but we're having trouble with writing the lyrics. And so I was like, well, I'm a pretty good lyricist, so I'll help them with that. And so that's how I got into it. Cool. Yeah, and I started playing keyboard. Like, it would have been like a few years before I played drums, but I like, I did not like keyboard. I like dreaded the lessons every week. And then I was offered that I could take up drums on the closet. I would drop keyboard for it. When I took up drums, I ended up really enjoying them. And then it's just been like that. How old were you? Uh, I was nine when I swapped to going to drums, but... You were probably like seven. I don't know. I haven't playing keyboard for two or three years, right? So like six or seven, I started. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
And what would you say was your earliest musical memory as far as the first artist or band you ever listened to? Um, for me, it was either like Owl City or Billy Idol because that was like playing in like my dad's car and stuff. So like, um, there's like that song Fireflies from uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, that song was so good. But um, like that was going, man, that was so long ago. I don't remember a lot of what, except for Dion. I remember Billy Idol. Billy Idol that played a lot. Yeah. yeah. The first music that I listened to, like when my, like my mom would play country and stuff that had clean lyrics in the car, and I would ask her to turn it off because I didn't like it, and then. Well, my dad would take me to kindergarten, which was a little bit more rare because he worked. Um, he would play, he had this CD of um, Disney songs. They were like modern pop songs that they had gotten the artists to redo, but with like Disney lyrics. So like Mambo Number no. 5 was on there. Um, and what was it? Livin' La Vida Loca. But they all had like Disney characters. So it was like Livin' La Vida Mickey and... Um, Mambo number five and with the Disney characters or whatever. <laughs> um, so I remember really enjoying those and then also Billy Idol. Um, he played a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually remember any like the first stuff or like the first songs I was listening to, but uh, we were all, we would all like drive to school pretty much. So I did just listen to the same stuff in the car. So like, I guess. I don't know. There's there's a a lot of just like clean covers of songs. I don't remember exactly what it was, but well, by the by the time you were going to school with us, we really didn't listen to as much music in the car because it was mainly mom taking us. So I know you guys talked about playing music together, but have you all played music together always, or did you play in other bands? Um, I mean, I played in like a lot of other bands when I was like younger like um, we kind of did play together sometimes just for fun and then um like when i was about like 14 uh bandits over just kind of got formed basically he was there was a music school that they both went to called gene ford music and um yeah. they had a rock band program set up where you could join um a rock band and they would just pair you with other students who were playing instruments so, like, if you were a guitar player, they would pair you with, like, a singer and a drummer. And so they did that and ended up in a band um, where he was the drummer and he was the guitarist. But then Alex was also in two other side bands through the same music school where he played bass and keyboard in one and drums in the other. And then um, they would play together a lot during those times. But then I was still in school. But when I left school and started singing we started off just doing like covers of songs like we did radioactive and like pork and beans by weezer and we would just play those oh, yeah. whenever we felt like it like we would have halloween parties and just sit up and play those just for fun or whatever our cousin would come down and we'd play like turn down for what or something oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but he couldn't play music so yeah it's not what we had him it was it was all for fun, but then when we started actually doing songwriting, is when we decided that we could actually go somewhere with it because we actually really we we liked the songs that we were writing enough that we wanted to kind of pursue that and doing original music, and so um, that's when kind of band silver formed. Awesome. So, what was your first concert? Oh, 
spark. Man. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah um, we got this like special ticket where like they let us meet Lincoln Park, and we got to speak to Bennington before he died. Like he was the coolest. Like, it was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, oh, when was that? Uh, twenty thirteen, I think. It was in January when I was. It was twenty fourteen, actually, right? Yeah, I was sixteen at the time. I do remember that. Yeah. So yeah, it was twenty fourteen, um, and yeah, it was kind of like my birthday slash Christmas present because like they combined the two, even though my birthday's in August, <laughs> and they were like, "We're doing this. It's gonna be really cool," and I was excited about it. Like they were, they were my favorite band at the time, and it was just really cool. I had never, we'd never seen live music, and then we go to Bridgestone where. It's just incredibly loud. It's a big stadium, and they have an amazing light show, and you just see all the dudes up there performing. It was just, it was like nothing else I'd ever experienced before. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, who else played with them? Um, Rise Against and Of Mice and Men. We didn't get to see Rise Against because that was when they were doing the meeting great. Yeah, thing. we saw the last half of the song Savior. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. But then Of Mice and Men was the opening act. Yeah, they were great. They were great. Their frontman was the most charismatic person ever. He would just, like, scream and, like, get down the microphone. And they'd, like, wave and yeah. have this huge smile. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. That's awesome. Have you guys had a chance to see Rise Against since? No, we um, haven't. We haven't, actually. No. Yeah, and, like, with this year, everything's shut down. So it's, like, it's probably not going to be a lot of opportunity. Oh, man. Um. When touring's a thing again, I highly, I highly recommend you guys go see them live. Have you seen Residents before live? Yeah, I saw them. So, quick story: the first time I saw them was actually the first time I got in a mosh pit. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> and it was at Warp Tour 2008. Oh wow! Uh, and it was awesome, but at the same time, I was kind of scared for my life because they have a. Uh, there's a lot of guys in that pit, so yeah. They're just one of those bands. I mean, if you guys get a chance when they come back through town, when you know music starts being a thing again and touring, like I highly, I highly recommend you guys put them on your on your list because they're they're just one of those bands. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen videos of them on YouTube, so yeah. yeah. No, I bet it would be awesome. What three bands, dead or alive, would you play a show with, and where would you play? Um, I think we would all probably say like Panic at the Disco or something like that. Definitely Panic at the Disco, <laughs> yeah. I'm Panic Trash. I, okay, Panic at the Disco, 21 Pilots, and then oh, who's the third one on the list mm. for me? Imagine Dragons? Oh, yes, Imagine Dragons. They're great yeah. live. That, that would be awesome. And then... Yeah. Bridgestone. I don't care. I don't care if we play at a venue that's like twice the size of Bridgestone. I want to play Bridgestone because that's like <laughs> where we grew up seeing shows. Like every, like they just they had such cool live shows and just the coolest shows and musicians that we've seen have been there. Like Ryman is really cool also, but it's not like the same level of like theatrics. Like Bridgestone allows you to do more with like the lights and all that kind of stuff. So if I could play anywhere, definitely Bridgestone. <laughs> What would you say the capacity is for that venue? I think it's, is it like 20,000? Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, like it's 21,000. It's the Predator Stadium. They, um, they like, 
you know, they have the ice covered and stuff like that. And then they set up the stage. It's really cool. That's awesome. Who else have you guys seen there? Um, we've seen Imagine Dragons, Panic at the Disco, 21 Pilots, so everyone on the list. Um, Lincoln Park. <laughs> we saw Wiz Khalifa there. Fall Out Boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah we did see um, uh-huh. And then Metric and Halsey were opening for Imagine Dragons one of the years, and then yeah. Two Feet was opening for Panic one of the times. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a legendary spot. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys play it someday. <laughs> with those bands what's one band that you guys haven't seen in concert that you would like to see Ooh, Dragonette is really good and I don't know if she's still out doing stuff um, I would kind of like to see Billie Eilish just because she's really big right now and I would kind of Gorillas would be super cool oh okay yeah that trumps everything I want to see yeah, <laughs> like a virtual show. Like I don't, I don't even know what they would do. But they had like the characters doing stuff live, and then they had like actual people up there doing stuff as well. And that just, oh, that just sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you guys individually, uh, what would you say are your f- top three musical influences? For me, I feel like. It's a guy called, like this like dubstep artist, um, something called like Tristam, I feel like was um, a big influence in a lot of ways. Um, uh, maybe like Randy Rhodes, and then, hmm, and then like, like Van Halen was a big one as well, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I would say like probably, Man, I keep going back to Panic at the Disco. They are definitely an influence. I think Weezer also, because he played a lot of Oh, yeah, Weezer as well was also a gigantic one. Yeah, um, and then just, like, pretty much anything out of the 80s, like Michael Jackson, um, Billy Idol, like, Bon Jovi, Jeff Leppard, and stuff like that, and then more modern type of stuff. I really, I wouldn't say it's as much of an influence, but I've really been enjoying the weekend lately. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's just kind of newer let's see yeah influence wise i would say it was more like um pick at the disco and fall out boy and then like 80s rock and then some of the harder rock stuff also like see their pretty reckless hailstorm yeah I, for me i'd always say panic at the disco weezer and then just like the 80s just like various 80s stuff uh i also listen to like Fall Out Boy and like Final Pilot stuff like that, but I think like Weezer and Panic of the Disco are probably the biggest for me. You could definitely hear Weezer influence in the music. Yeah. And going back to those guitar riffs, you can hear stuff like Van Halen and Def Leppard. So it's uh it's pretty cool to to hear that when bands throw all that together and just come up with the sound that they come up with. So good job, guys. Appreciate it. What do you hope to get out of 2021 for the band? What are the band's plans for 2021? We've got big plans. So 2020 for us was actually kind of a good year to kind of not be touring. So we, like I said, we kind of restructured our entire team behind the scenes and stuff like that. And I feel like we now have a really solid team together. But the other thing that we did was we did a lot of songwriting this year. So we've got 
a lot of songs that are ready to be released next year that are already um, produced and mastered and stuff like that. And so as soon as we feel like we're ready to release, we can just go ahead and start doing stuff and we'll have enough content to consistently get us throughout the rest of the year. And then um, hopefully, I'm really hoping that 2021 um, touring opens back up again and we'll be able to get on a tour. And then having the songs written already, we won't have to worry as much about that. And we will have to worry about just, like, you know, focusing our live set, being that really solid and just having a good time playing out live again. <laughs> Cool. You know, I know again, like there's there's a lot going on and you guys are still young, but just because people are young, it doesn't mean that they don't have people don't have problems, right? Yeah. Um can you guys tell me how you guys stay positive whenever you're struggling through something? Um So that was my conversation with Avery, Alex, and Evan. I had such a blast talking to them. Please check out Band of Silver and follow them on social media. The band's handle is at Band of Silver. Thank you again to Avery, Alex, and Evan for being guests on the podcast. If you haven't yet, please check out the Keep It Posy podcast playlist on Spotify. Band of Silver released their debut EP, Always, last month, and the latest single, also titled Always, has been added to the playlist. The band shares a powerful message with this song. The music video for Always is also out now. As always, you can hit me up via social media or email. Keepitposy.com for all the contact info. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up. <laughs>